0: How would you rate your first three weeks in office? Interesting. Is that right?
1: Any more? Any more words than, than just
0: the one? Oh, very interesting.
1: Kia ora, I'm Sharon Brett Kelly, and it's been very interesting for us as well. It's nearly four weeks since Wayne Brown was elected Mayor of Auckland. And he's done just a handful of interviews and in press conferences. That's less than other mayors do in one day. Much less. Day after day, journalists are requesting interviews with Wayne. Here's a taste of what it's like.
2: On the hunt for Auckland's new mayor. Hello. Hi there, it's Nick Trubridge calling from News Hub. We're just trying to get hold of Wayne.
3: We've just got a few questions to ask him about his first week.
2: Um, well, he's not
1: here. Morning reporters asked Mr Brown for an interview every day this week, but we've been turned down. New Zealand's Herald senior writer Simon Wilson joins us
0: now. Join the club, Kim. I'm sorry,
1: I did not... So today on The Detail, I talked to a former mayoral press secretary about what it's like to manage the media and the mayor.
2: It's a very unusual tactic to shy away from media uh, at this time.
1: Plus, I talked to a journalist who's got one of the only one-on-one interviews with Brown so far. Normally, you know, political leaders are
4: desperate for any media attention they can get, even if it backfires on them.
0: Kia Thank you all for coming.
1: This is Wayne Brown at his press conference last week.
0: It's lovely to see you all here. Fancy that.
1: He's introducing his deputy, Desley Simpson.
0: I think it's you they want to take a photo of, not me.
1: (laughs) It was the first chance for most journalists to question Wayne Brown since he came to office nearly a month ago.
0: It's just possible that somebody might have some questions.
1: Wayne, a lot has been said about what appears to be a media strategy from you, a lot of declined interviews. Um, What is your strategy?
0: Oh, it'd be quite good, seeing as I don't know some of you, if you could identify which particular organisation. Radio New Zealand. Uh, That's good. Um, Well, uh, we've been uh, issuing uh, lots of statements every day about what we're doing and where we're going with that, and I am very busy, and so the um, the media strategy is to inform with written. stuff every day so that you know what's going on and so that everybody knows what's going on. But I just don't have the time to um, respond to all the requests for interviews, so we've brought you together today to do that. So will it change? The media... Is your availability to the media change? Yeah, it's possible it will when my availability is, is of, is of even exists...
1: So we thought we'd have a go ourselves at getting that elusive interview. And, surprise, surprise. Hello? Hi, is this Wayne?
0: Who's
1: that? Hi, Wayne, this is Bonnie calling from RNZ's The Detail Podcast. How are you?
0: Can't talk to you.
1: Hello? Okay, that was a bit cheeky. But we did go through the official channels, got through to a voicemail...
2: Hi, it's Matthew
3: Hootan. Please send me a text. Uh, don't leave a message
1: as I don't check them very often. Kia ora, Isabel. This is Bonnie calling from RNZ's The Detail podcast. And then we got a text back saying, well, politely, no. When we tried the Christchurch Mayor, we got his messaging service. Then Bonnie had a quick chat to his press secretary, who tried to squeeze us in, but already he had six interviews lined up. Then we called Wellington's mayor. Hello, Tori speaking. Kia ora, Tori. This is Bonnie calling from the Detail podcast on RNZ. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm looking to set up... So um, that easy to reach Tori Farno? To oh, I mean, I'm very keen. Um, what I might do is put you through uh, my prospect, who Sure. Who, um, will... I'll speak to her shortly about her approach to the media. So... What is it with Wayne Brown and his strategy to send out daily statements because he's too busy for interviews? And why is TVNZ's Katie Bradford one of the only journalists to get him?
4: To be honest, I don't know. I, like every other media, had been asking daily for that meeting. I had been told that there would be one on the day that the Prime Minister met with the new mayor. And at some point in the day, they agreed that the interview would go ahead. And I I was very glad to have the opportunity to be able to finally show some of what the mayor said to our viewers. I was doing a story that day, no matter what. I do always think it looks better for politicians to front up to a story than to not. Uh, And maybe
1: that message got across. Had you made requests previously to interview him?
4: Yes, 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 daily. And, you know, I'd I'd covered the election campaign as much as I could. I've covered quite a lot on the port issue. So I have had dealings with Wayne Brown around uh, the Auckland port. Almost daily since I'd been uh, since the election, I had been asking.
1: And what sort of response did you get? I mean, would you go directly to him or through his media manager, Matthew Hooton?
4: Through his, through Matthew Hooton and Ben Thomas.
1: Katie's talking there about Matthew Hooton, who is head of policy and communications in the interim mayoral office team, and Ben Thomas, who's no longer working for Wayne Brown. I had said I wanted to make sure I was on the list when he was going to talk to media. Were you given a
4: time allocation for that interview? No, there was no limit on the time. You know, they didn't ask me what questions I was going to ask or anything like that, as some people do. I do have to say that during the interview, Wayne Brown uh, did say, OK, that's enough. Uh, and tried to end the interview And tried to end, end the interview there, but I kept on going and asked a few more questions and he, uh, he did happily keep ask, answering those questions. So, At what point did he say, that's enough? Probably about five minutes into the interview. Uh, I think he felt like maybe we were going over things he had talked about before. Well, I think
0: you've had those.
4: (laughs) I'm just wanting you to say it on camera, so I have it on with your face and voice on it.
0: They are to represent the wishes of the shareholders representative, which the council uh, is the shareholder, and I am the lead representative of the the shareholders, and I've listened to what the ratepayers want.
4: You know, he's been sending daily media statements out on a separate issue every single day, which has been a very clear media strategy to highlight one issue a day, which is not, it's not a bad strategy. It's what we see it at a national level. They choose an area they want to target. And maybe this is where Matthew Hilton's advice is coming in. They send it out very late in the day, which is not good, obviously, for TV bulletins and not really great for many media organisations. Were there any questions that he
1: refused to answer?
4: Not refused as such, but gave very short answers to a number of questions. We've heard him say multiple times now that after meeting with councillors, he feels he has a mandate from voters. He has been elected mayor and no one can argue that. I said, what happens if you can't get councillors on side? It is an evenly split council. And many of the councillors have voted for some of the projects he may disagree with. And if you can't get a consensus around the table? I
0: will get a consensus around the table.
1: What happens if you don't? What are you going to do?
0: I will get a consensus around the table.
1: And wouldn't answer further on what happens if he doesn't. Because I just wondered to what extent Matthew Hooton is is protecting him, because you know let's face it, Wayne Brown has put his foot in it, and some of the things that he said over you know during the election campaign and since have been a bit oh, um, a bit unorthodox, a bit unconventional. Some people have called you prickly, and while NewsHub was filming with you this week, you made a
4: comment about the journalist who revealed your age, Simon Wilson. I'm going to play it now.
0: That prick, Simon Wilson, dug it out. You know, and I mean, he's been at me for all year long. And the first thing I do when I get to be the mayor, I'll be, they'll be gluing little pictures of him on all the urinals, so I can pee on him. <laughs>
4: And I think it's a bit of both. I think he doesn't want to be out there. Uh, I think his team are trying to protect him. I think they are wanting to manage the media time he does give. Look, that may change, but I'm not getting any sense that that they are going to move away from that first. They certainly feel like, and I I did hear Wayne Brown say this when he did a stand-up during the week, that, that... He feels those written statements are enough that people are hearing from him. It means that the public are still able to hear what he has to say. Of course, it means that we can't question him, which is our job to be able to go and ask questions and, you know, expand on what is being said in a statement. A lot of those statements, we have, as soon as you read them, you have a lot more questions than answers when you read them.
1: Have you ever come across this in your coverage of politics at, at um, you know, local government level as well as national government level, this kind of media strategy where, you know, someone in a really powerful position is constantly turning down interviews?
4: I can't think of it. I've been covering politics for nearly twenty years now and and not to this extent. I certainly know that that often media advisors are worried about what their politician might say if they front them up for an interview, and they certainly turn down interviews all the time. But it is you know, we have gone from a mayor and Phil Goff, who you can't ever accuse of being shy of, of media attention. He, he 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 was happy for a, a media interview almost daily if you asked him. And so it, it is a quite a big shift. This is a new Auckland mayor who's made a lot of promises and making a lot of interesting comments. It's, it's actually good to see people are interested in local government and want to hear from him and and for that reason you know it's not just the media it is the public who want to know about it as well normally you know political leaders are desperate for any media attention they can get even if it backfires on them I think he's he's been cautious here. Maybe maybe this is going to change. We are only a few weeks in, so we do have to give him time. Things might change once he feels like he's had his, his you know feet under the desk for a bit longer, gets his media team around him a bit more, uh, and and other advisors. The, this is not necessarily how it's going to run in the long run. I don't think we're going to see big press conferences all the time. I uh, I would hope that there is more access though, both for the public and for the media.
1: What about Matthew Hooton? I mean, have you had many dealings with him as a media manager? What, what's he like to deal with?
4: He's uh, certainly, um, to some, a controversial figure, but I've, I've never had a problem and I can always have a robust conversation with him, depending on what the issue is, and, he, you know, and be upfront, which I quite like that you can be upfront with someone.
1: But have you been able to have a robust conversation with him about what's going on here? Because I find it incredibly frustrating. And talking to other journalists, they also find it frustrating. And Matthew Houghton's response, just an out and out, no. It's not really on representing someone who has, some would argue, is the second most powerful position in the country.
4: I always think of the mayor as being compared. Auckland's mayor as being comparable to a government minister. So, yes, it would be like being refused access to a government minister, which we do see sometimes. Uh, well, quite often, actually. Um, I, I I, don't think there is any doubt that Matthew Hushin knows how journalists feel about this. He is very clear. He, he you know, he, he will be... It would be very clear in his mind that journalists are annoyed about the strategy. I don't think it bothers them, and I think that's what it comes down to. It does not bother Wayne Brown and Matthew Houghton that they are annoying journalists
1: by taking this strategy. If this ongoing relationship remains tense, could it turn around and bite them?
4: I think it has to come down to how the public feel, and that's what they will be trying to gauge, because we have to remember it comes at a time when there is a lot of distrust in the media and so forth. It'll be up to the public. Aucklanders, whether they think they are hearing and seeing enough of Wayne Brown. You know, Phil Goff took a strategy of being at the opening of pretty much everything, every cultural event, everything in Auckland. People saw him a lot, whether they liked him or not, Uh, whether they want that in this mayor. Now they will want to see that things are happening in Auckland. And that's what I think he will be judged on. He'll also be judged on how it goes, you know, once he sits around that council table and sits, and sits there with the other councillors. If, if he can't get things through because of his style, if he isn't conciliatory, that's where the problems will start to rise. I don't think it's going to be just about the media. It's about how other councillors feel and how the public feel.
1: Well, let's get Wellington Mayor Farno's take on her media strategy.
3: During the campaign, and as my role as Chief of Staff, it's always been a priority for me to have a strong relationship with media, uh, to front foot issues, um, and just utilising our media channels to communicate directly with the public, um, it's, it's, it's just one of the more effective ways uh, to get the council's messaging as well as my own messaging um, out there to the general public. So how many
1: interviews would you do in a day?
3: It's hard to say, but I've, I've had uh, about five today one one interview was a debate with another mayor uh, with r n z uh one was um, a newspaper um interview um obviously when when topics become quite hot uh today it's three waters I'll get a lot of requests and I'll generally say yes because I think it's important to really debate these um public issues um but look it might be completely dead a- another day but um maybe during the week i would say i- could, i'd have anything between oh eight. Eight to maybe fifteen different media interviews.
1: Do you turn any down? I mean, do you do you decide which journalist or which media outlet to talk to if you do have a number of requests?
3: Yeah, like if I am generally too busy, I might have to turn one down purely because of capacity. But there are a couple of journalists that I've um, chosen not to. Uh, speak to. I, I, I have a, broadly a really great relationship with most journalists, but they—if we're to be real about this there are a couple who are uh, who purposely like to fuel um, destructive arguments, or, or uh, they're purely for gotcha moments. I have no time for that. What I want is to make uh, is for the best information to get out to to our Wellington audience, and if someone's going to play games with that, I just don't have time for it. Can Can
1: you say who they are?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, like I won't go on the platform um, uh, and um, I'm just trying to think of other difficult journalists. But I was going to I was going to joke about Mike Hosking, but actually he was one of the first people I spoke to um, as mayor. um, And that will continue. I suppose um, my general rule is because I've I've been um, watching politicians and media for a very long time. When, when certain journalists don't act in good faith, I will remember that, and that will impact um, our relationship moving forward. Um, generally, I don't like the way that the platform operates or how, how they approach certain issues, so I, I've completely uh,
1: deprioritised them. Will this kind of strategy continue? I mean, you sort of have a flurry, don't you, at a honeymoon period when you're first in office. Then journalists might start getting a bit more critical Yes, and that's. Um,
3: I'm waiting for that and I'm actually very prepared because, look, you know, I'm, 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 I might make mistakes um, or people won't be happy with certain council decisions. It's my role to wear all of that. Um, and, um, and when I'm criticised, I'll own it. And, and it's also my opportunity to go, yeah, look, I stuffed up. I'm sorry. Here's how we're going to move forward. I'll never hide away from that. And so I am completely expecting in a couple months' time the, the real gnarly journalism will start, but I'm committed to uh, maintaining this media presence.
1: Great to talk to you, Tori. I think that pretty much covers it. Awesome. Thanks Anytime. for your time.
2: I think with any political office, there's a honeymoon period with the media. Um, and so it's, you almost have carte blanche, if you like. Let them know what you intend to do during the three years of your term.
1: Glyn Jones was former Auckland Mayor Len Brown's Chief Press Secretary from 2010 to 2016.
2: It's only later in the term that media generally come along and want, you know, their piece of flesh. (laughs) Um, So it is a a golden opportunity to let the the people of Auckland know what you intend to do. Um, And it's certainly very different this time from it has been in the past in terms of a mayor that hasn't taken that opportunity. doesn't feel
1: like we're in any kind of honeymoon period at the moment.
2: Well, before media can attack a political figure, they have to understand what he's actually doing in terms of, you know, he's had the manifesto that he's put forward during the campaign and now it's 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 a matter of how to roll that out. It's a very unusual tactic to shy away from media uh, at this time.
1: What is that process, Glenn, for deciding who, who you do agree to an interview with?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's always a value judgment. Um, you look at the size of the audience, what kind of audience you want to reach in a, in a particular way. So you may choose to go, on ethnic radio you may choose to be interviewed by by business newspapers um, you may choose to you know sort of mass media like uh, breakfast television sometimes you know you're looking into the the, the jaws of death in some ways uh, you know i mean i can remember uh during my time in, in that office we uh, agreed to be you know to spend virtually an entire morning on news talk zb with layton smith which uh, was actually a resounding success, but it's not necessarily the most obvious choice that you would make for a sort of a left-leaning mayor. I'm just wondering why, why you would have agreed to do something like that. Um, he had a, a sizable audience um, and they deserved to hear from the mayor. And we thought uh, that we had some decent answers to some of the questions that he wanted to ask. Uh, and it, was, uh, it worked out pretty well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got to get one of those security tasks to get in. That's the first order of the day.
1: This is Wayne Brown facing the media before he starts his first official day at work on October the 19th. And
4: what do you think, what do you get a sense of that all printers want done
1: first?
0: Everything. Well, <laughs> I've had about 300 texts listing every possible thing that they, they need fixing. So I'm going to get on with the things that I can deal with first. Well, but you are meant to fix
1: it and questions about his controversial letters to the heads of the council-controlled organisations.
0: Back on the CCO directors, you want them all to go. Do you understand whether they can operate without a board of directors? Oh, there's an interim period. I've done this before as well. Mm. Months? Years? Oh, no. (laughs) Weeks.
2: I have to say that um, the mayor has had some good results, and certainly one of those has been the letters of intent that have gone out to... Uh, the CCOs, Uh, and in particular the letter of intent that's been sent out to Auckland Transport. Uh, I mean, you basically had the situation there that the chair of Auckland Transport walks the plank before the mayor was even sworn in, Um, and uh, Auckland Transport has also acknowledged that it needs to take more account of the needs of motorists uh, in the way that it handles uh, transport, uh, across the Auckland region, um, you know, th- this is kind of, in a way, a, a public notice to CCOS of what the mayor expects. Uh, and while the mayor is only, you know, one of one of twenty councillors, um, and he has limited actual powers, um, you know, there is a certain amount of persuasion. Um, Given his office, that he can that he can bring to bear,
1: we're not clear um, whether he's going to continue to have this strategy with the media, where he just says he's too busy and that he just doesn't have time for interviews. What if that continues? Is that acceptable?
2: Well, I mean, it's not a matter of whether it's it's acceptable or not. I mean, it's just something that the um, the media um, has to take account of, and perhaps changes its own tactics in the way that it deals with the mayor. Um, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, and um, if the mayor is not prepared to um uh you know have sort of formally set up interviews or news conferences, There's many other ways for um, media to, um, you know, try and get comments from the mayor. And the thing that the mayor, any mayor, any politician needs to take account of is that um, if you're not going to comment, um, then the media will get comment from somewhere else. And so um, not commenting has real disadvantages that, you know, um, if you're not the first person out there um, sort of leading the narrative, um somebody else is going to take it up so um, it's potentially not a position um, that any politician can continue with um, for a long time
1: I mean we, you say there's other ways I mean what else what else can can journalists do if they want to reach him
2: any mayor is always attending public meetings. Um, Uh, going to various events around the city. It's just part of being the mayor, as I said. And so anybody can put a microphone under his nose and ask him for comment Mm. uh, in any public occasion. So, you know, I'm not here to tell the media how to do their job. But, you know, there are always ways and means of seeking comment from a public figure.
1: That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is public interest journalism, funded through New Zealand On Air and produced by Newsroom 4RNZ. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. Today's episode was engineered by William Saunders and produced by Sarah Robson and Bonnie Harrison. And thanks to Katie Bradford, Tori Farno, and Glenn
0: Jones. Ka kite.